Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon. Friday, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. KXNO, it's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next two hours talking sports with you. Thanks for uh, tuning in here this morning. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Uh, At the bottom of the hour, we'll head to Las Vegas. Mike Palm is going to, this will be his new radio real estate, at least throughout the football season. He'll join us on Fridays at 11.30. We'll uh, go inside the numbers with Mike, get the latest on, well, once we get to this point, college and NFL football, line movements, etc., what Circa has seen uh, this week. But we'll talk to Mike Palm on the final non-football I guess you could call it that. They've had preseason games, etc., but you get the drift. Mike Palm at 11.30. Then Mitch Holtus will join us before he and the Chiefs uh, head on an airplane to the roadie for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Our number two, Chris Williams, stops by from Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere. We'll talk to Chris about the Cyclones, maybe about his golf game. But boy, oh boy, does that need work. Oh, man, that is an ugly swing. Ugly? Yuck. That's embarrassing. Well, I mean, he's got more time now, right? You'd think that he'd be working on his game yeah. a little bit. Radio does not get in the wave anymore. Softball season's over. That's right, Coach Williams. Yeah, the, the Turtles have the uh, turtles. put away the gear for the year. They have. Uh, so Chris will join us at 12.05. They're headed out to Vegas with a group next weekend. They're headed to Circa. Hassel. hmm Ted Flint. Oh, boy. Uh, Chris, a couple, I think Aiden Wyatt, uh, our producer on uh, Iowa Everywhere. I think there's four or five of them headed out there. But we'll get Chris today. Hassel's not going to be able to hang with Flint and Williams drinking wise. No. No. I mean, there's no. only so many martinis that you can have at Circa. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> made a mistake of uh, offering up some drink tickets to Ted Flint oh, today through my son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're going to get a phone call from Kale saying, hey, yeah. Dad, this character you sent my way, he won't stop. He won't leave me alone. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, and then Tom Cakert will join us before we give away, uh, give you, uh, four of you an opportunity to win barbecue from our friends at Claxon's 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. So this is your final uh, Friday night off before mm-hmm. you delve into high school football. Speaking of which, a shout out to Tommy Birch with the Register. Yeah. I have really enjoyed his high school football previews. I think there's still a place for high school. I still believe this. Always will. Mm-hmm. High school football. You know, you don't want to dwell on it every and every day, but mm-hmm. it still moves the needle. I mean, they're passionate about it. Um, and uh, today's preview was on Valley and the guy that I have a great deal of respect for, and Gary Swenson, read the piece on Dowling, which I think came out yesterday. Boy, Valley starts SEP, yeah. Dowling, Johnston. That's weeks one, two, and three. Those three teams were in the Dome last year. It's unbelievable, right? <laughs> what a start. Uh, and so it was Valley, uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously, as they made it all the way to the sem- or to the championship game where Southeast Polk knocked them off. Um, are you going to get to the new stadium at SEP? I'm sure you must, right? Yeah, they are on the schedule. In fact, now that uh, you bring that up, I do have it here, and what we have kind of on but the agenda. But there's a flex capability, yes, right? that is something that I keep in my back pocket, and... Week one, I'm going to be up in your neck of the woods, mm. as it will be. Ank, ank. Ank, ank. That is week one on 96.9 The Bull with our play-by-play, of course, right here on KXNO. You have football Friday nights. Yeah, Joe Stacy and I think eight to ten correspondents will be back, and they rely on you to uh, do cut-ins, right? Yep. 
Yeah, we uh, started that a little bit last season, Uh and we get to a big moment. They'll be able to flip that on, so that'll be fun. Uh, that we've kind of added and toyed with it a little bit, and we'll be able to play around a little bit more this season. So what, by the way, I've seen some of the uh, the Ankeny Hawks coaching staff. Have you seen some of the coaches on that team? Yes. My God. There's some names, huh? There's some names. Yes, it's a absolutely. who's who. Um, no, and, and, of course, Gary, uh, Gary, Jerry Pizzetti. What year is he going into? Hmm. 60-something when you oh, consider yeah. everything? Absolutely. Has to be, right? Oh, my God. He's, he's still going. Mid-80s? Courses. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's in his 80s for sure. Um, and I believe and he got a head Ryan. coaching job right away after college, right? Mm-hmm. He started a small school mm-hmm. and, and built his way up and what he's done for mm-hmm. decades now at Ankeny. Absolutely incredible. Week two. Yep. You know where I'm going to be, Dowling Valley. Yep. Along with everybody else, but you got to do it. Yes, absolutely. It is something I do not believe I have missed a Valley Dowling, at least regular season game and probably playoff game too, since I moved here in 2007. Is that right? Yeah. So you've seen some good ones. I've seen some great ones. It's a, it's a great rivalry. Uh-huh. It's kids that grow is up together. Is it still the rivalry with Waukee and Valley and Ank versus Ank and when, Southeast Polk? Ank and he used to be good until yes. the school split. You know, the splits have changed things yep. because one thing that was relayed to me about five years ago, and Waukee was finally kind of taking that next step mm-hmm. and when they finally got to the Dome, is at least in the western suburbs... Yeah, because Southeast Polk Ankeny, that was the one for a while. It was nasty for a yes, while. Yes, it was. Yeah, it really was. It was a rivalry to a yes. different degree. Dowling Valley. And not just on the field. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it was parents. Yes, yes, very much so. Students going after each uh-huh. other, all that stuff. The Valley Dowling one is, it's a rivalry. It's a friendly rivalry. Uh-huh. It's the kids you grow up with. It's right. your neighbors. It's, right. it's a respect factor, too, with mm-hmm. Wilson and with Swenson. There was a lot of respect and still is to this day between those two staffs. It was Valley. The team that they thought their rival was was Waukee. It was Little Brother, mm-hmm. the new the new suburb. Sure, that was the one that was turning. But then they split, and it changed things. Yeah, Waukee, so, Waukee, no. Yeah, and you got that, and we'll get that for the first time this season, which will be fun. Week three, I went off the board. Oh, I went selfish. Okay, I'm going small school. You like this? Yes. Where are you headed? Going out to Adel. Now, I like it. again, this is a little selfish. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. Your buddy. Yes. Yep. Two of my best friends. Growing up, their son is Brevin Dahl. All right, he's going to Iowa. He's going to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Great running back. I've never been able to see him play in person. And they're actually going to Des Moines North, but that is a week that I am off because I have uh, the kids are in a wedding for my my wife's cousin. So uh, got flower flower girl and ring bear duties. So you're gonna take. So who's gonna pitch hit for you? Lucas Strain will be in, gotcha. who helped me out during high school baseball season. So Lucas will be with me as color on the other games, and, and he'll be doing all of these are on ninety six nine the bull. Yep. Uh, we'll have the city school matchup, Lincoln against North End the love following it. week. Love it. Well done, TC. Giving a little bit of love to Good. them. Waukee at Johnston. Waukee Northwest at Valley in week six. Week 7, Centennial at Roosevelt, Dowling at Southeast Polk in Week 8, and then Week 9, Ankeny Centennial at Urbandale. Got so, a pretty good schedule, and that was a rivalry, too. Yes. When, my, when my wife was uh, in high school, that was, she said Ankeny-Urbandale was, was the, the rivalry. Yeah. So got, back in the 70s. But. I touched everybody in the Metro uh-huh. except for... East? East didn't get on the schedule this year, yeah. but... Was able to touch on most everybody else. And I'm that's glad you got north in there. Yes. Glad you got north. Um, so when does the new stadium open? Is it next year? It has to be, right? Or this fall? I don't think it's this fall. Now, admittedly, I haven't been in the Drake neighborhood, but I don't think it's this fall. I saw a piece June, maybe, in the register. Um, 
God, it might be this fall, Trent. All right, DMPS Community uh, Community Stadium. That is the name of it. Da, da, da. Let's see. Uh, Was it uh, WHO 13 maybe had a piece on it? I'm, I know I read one somewhere. The new stadium has a name. Ba, ba, ba. When is it going to open, though? Oh, Mediacom put in some money along with yeah. Dennis Alba. Uh, Prairie Meadows, good for them. All right, we got naming rights. But when is it going to open? I'm looking through the story, and I'm getting nothing. Somebody can help hmm. us out. 264. No. 284. 284. 5966. 284 KXNO. That's how it's, uh, yep, that's well put. Um, I might, it might be. So you you thought you were going to Drake Stadium, and you very well may be when mm-hmm. Roosevelt hosts Centennial. But on the other hand, <laughs> yes. you may be at the new stadium. Mediacom? State, what is yes. the naming rights? So yeah. the naming right, is it Mediacom? Yep. Good deal. Anyways, um, well, since we're kind of going off the topic away from you normally, because well, it was a bad night, not a bad night, a light night in baseball, mm-hmm. NFL preseason really doesn't move the needle. We got a tie. <laughs> you got a tie. That means it's a win That's if you had the plus four. That is absolutely a win if you get the plus four, uh, which is what the number. What did it go off at? Was it four in the end? There was four when you made your pick here. Yeah, it was three and a half fours, was and it? it was flipping back and forth between. Regardless, you're a winner if you jumped on with the Brownies with absolutely. me yesterday. So I want to talk about both collectives for a second. Okay. Just a minute. We'll start with Beth Getz. She had mm-hmm. her uh, introductory press conference, I guess, yesterday as the interim AD at the University of Iowa. First thing she did was... Um, acknowledge Gary Barta, check that box. Um, but it also became very clear that she is all in. No, that's the other one. <laughs> yes. She is very much um, appreciative of what they're doing with the swarm. And it is committed to and already has begun to work with uh, Brad Heinrich, correct? Yep. Brad Heinrich. And that's a change, seemingly. Welcoming that with open arms and wanting to uh, have a cooperative effort. I don't know why he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only good, right? There's nothing bad that comes out of this. Um, so that uh, I, I thought, and I didn't hear it all. I just heard you know snippets of it. But by all accounts, um, she impressed some people. And I wasn't expecting her to fall on her face by any means. Yeah. I think that this is she's probably going to get the gig. She is. I don't think, and deserves it. The would gig. be a upset. Yes, yeah, right. And there's going to be other candidates or probably very qualified candidates. But she's in the building. One thing I mentioned when we saw this happening and the ascension that was going to happen in her in the interim role mm-hmm. is I still want to see a search. Yeah. No, I ultimately believe she kick will the get t- the job. Kick the tires, right. Absolutely. But as I mentioned at the time, now there are 34 mm-hmm. of the biggest jobs in the country, SEC and Big Ten. Yep. That's it. Yep. And you don't know from the Pac-12, from the Big 12, from the ACC – what kind of people are interested in taking a job mm-hmm. at a place like the University of Iowa? A place that also sticks with their people. Gary Barta, for all his warts, was there for 17 uh-huh. years. Bob Bowlesby was there for a long time. Yep. Before him, Bump Elliott, mm-hmm. a long time. This is a place where you can go and you can set roots. So just see what's out there. Yeah. I ultimately believe that she will be mm-hmm. the best candidate, that she will get this job. But just make sure you're doing your due diligence and see what else is out there. You don't know who might be interested. You don't know what kind of background is out there. Iowa is a top 15 in terms of revenue Mm -hmm. athletic program in the country. It's one of the biggest in the country. Mm -hmm. And it's now in a Big Ten where tens of millions of dollars every single year 
They're coming in just for television. Does it hurt the pool of candidates at all that there's an even bigger job in the Big Ten that's about to, that's come open or about to come open? Probably. At Ohio State? Yeah. With Gene Smith announcing and he's walking away? It's still, they're going to get, you're 100% right. There's going to be some impressive resumes uh, that come in. Ultimately, I believe that she will be the... Um, the victor or yes, whatever yeah. she'll 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 get this gig and i think she'll it has do nothing very well. to do with her gender no of course not no if it was bob Getz, it would be the exact mm-hmm. same conversation yeah she has a great resume she had nothing but glowing terms from everybody in the athletic department yep. industry she is well respected she has the right it's not that it's just this job at this time make sure you do your due diligence she is obviously the favorite to win this job and um, minus 500 favorite yeah probably so yeah <laughs> but my, uh, probably so the other news uh comes to us from the we will collective which is really good news on their part because a they're not gonna have to split it three ways like they have to do with their beer <laughs> right <laughs> that bugs me i know it does it just drives me nuts we're playing in a different era, folks. You just are. You're playing in a different time. Um, and you're not in the Big Ten or the SEC. And you're in a good spot right now, but who knows about next year, the year after that. And I'm not just saying that about Iowa State. I'm saying about the conference. I'm saying about the ACC. Who knows what it's going to look like? We just don't know. Right. No one saw USC and UCLA ever leaving the Pac-12 to mm-hmm. come to the Big Ten. Nobody saw that. And yet here we are. And the Pac-10's gone. Pac-12's gone. Um but you have to have players, and you have to compete, and you need money to do so in today's day and age. Uh, and somebody, an anonymous donor, putting up $200,000 for We Will, and is going to, up to $200,000, will match every new donation to that between now and the opening day or the Labor Day weekend. Um so if Cyclone fans want to, I mean, that's an opportunity to put $400,000 in the We Will Bank. And Bloom admittedly says, look, we don't have a lot of big donors out there. Like, we, we don't, we didn't train lawyers. Mm-hmm. We didn't train dentists. You don't go to, you don't go to Iowa State to become a medical doctor. Veterinarian, yeah. Um, but the pay's a little different. But the pay's a little, a lot different. Mm-hmm. A lot different. Uh, and, and you, and you need this. And, you know, you, you, it's it's a different. I know you're sick of digging in. You well, they turn here, they want money. I go over here, they want money. Blah blah blah. It's like we talk about with television and all the streaming. That's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, it's ten bucks here and fifteen bucks there, and all of a sudden, you know, when I just had everything in one package, how much cheaper this was. <laughs> you thought you had a pretty good deal, and all of a sudden, when this started to turn up. a decade ago, and I was yeah. just kicking and screaming, saying the end game is not going to be good for this. It's not. Here we are. Here we are. How many streaming services we have to have this year? Four or five? Yeah. Amazon, YouTube, Peacock. I'm sure I'm missing ESPN one. Plus. ESPN Plus. That's four. That's four without even trying. Right. <sighs> Got to have Max, right? Got to have HBO. Got to go that route. Uh-huh. And there's going to be some more sports potentially going there. Uh, on HBO Max? John O'Ryan had an article about that. Did he? Yeah, that there's Did he? potential with their connections uh-huh. to former Turner, now called whatever the new name of it. With their uh, bigger entity with a couple other things. What are they going after? Uh, it's things that they kind of already are under their microscope. But if you have Max, you're going to be able to get some NBA games, some MLB games, the kind of same kind of thing. Well, Apple TV, there's another there's one. There's another one. You want to watch Messi? Yeah, want to watch the Reds and the Blue Jays tonight? Now, most yeah. of the audience doesn't. I wouldn't mind, but I don't have Apple TV. What a mess. It's, it, 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 it truly is. <laughs> but back to Jamie Pollard. Uh, yeah, and, and he's involved, and he sent out that letter to uh, uh, the Cyclone Nation yesterday, 
Um, and he's on board. Yes. Now he should be, and Hassel tweeted this out, and he's 100% right. And he could, um, about why, okay, that's great and everything, but why won't you serve it in the stands? Well, they are going to serve the uh, Ames lager in the suck up, suck up suites. Mm-hmm. But when I did the show with Heather, when uh, it was uh, it was George Niang's fun uh, golf event. Okay, you were on vacation. Yes. So I was at the uh, Suco Center. We were doing the show. I think it was the third, whatever day it was. Um, Bloom, let it be known. I don't think we were off the air. I'm pretty sure we were uh, we were on the air at the time. He thought that Jack Trice was about to open up to beer sales. Mm-hmm. Something Pollard has been dead against. And I don't know if this if, if he thinks of this as a well, if we open it up to the whole stadium, that takes away one of the benefits of you joining the exclusive club that gets you in the Sukup Center to to watch football because they serve beer there. Right. And they're going to have the Ames Lager. Um, and what's the other one? Uh, um, Clone Zone. Oh, Clone Fest. Clone Fest. They're going to have that available in there. But apparently the, he's moving towards... And this is from Bloom. This isn't me making crap mm-hmm. up. Um, that they're moving towards selling beer throughout the entire stadium. Now, I guess that they're probably looking very closely at the insurance mm-hmm. that they would have to have yep. uh, in order to do that. But look, Iowa found a way to put it in Kinnick. They did. It can be done. I don't know how much the, uh, you know, what, what kind of check you're going to have to write, but I would think that whatever check amount that is, you're going to more than make up with it from beer sales, right? Oh, it's no not doubt. the bonanza, right. but it's every dollar counts. And we're still talking about it. I think Minnesota was the first Big Ten program to do this. Or was it Ohio State? I think it was Minnesota. Okay. And I think it was, well, certainly at the Metrodome they did. And I mean, because I remember mm-hmm. having plenty of them up there, but when they moved on campus and they were the first, and it ended up being hundreds of thousands of dollars, like profit. Mm-hmm. Now, people thought it was going to be millions. Right. That wasn't the case. But it was, I think, $300,000, something like that. And that's, what, a decade but ago. But the more kegs of beer that you sell, the more money goes to We Will. And We yes. Will needs it in order to compete. Look, the swarm's off on the right foot. They're, they get it over there um, in, in Iowa City. I, I drank beer at Folsom Field. Yeah, Colorado. In the 90s. Yeah. Coors, right? Coors Light. Yeah. Coors and Coors Light. Yeah. Uh, um, so what year would that have been? I saw Iowa play there. 94? Oh, 93? 93, yeah. Yeah. The year uh, that they played Miami and Colorado in the non-conference. Is that oof. Yeah. Whoops. That was tough scheduling on their part. Didn't go very well. No. Um, but yeah, they served beer back in the 90s in Folsom Field. They were ahead of their time, weren't they? But but anyways, good news on both collectives yesterday. A yeah. that gets is totally, she gets it. Uh, and is and is working with the Swarm Collective, and now Jamie Pollard uh, putting out a um, uh, a notification to you know uh, trumpeting the will we, we will and the opportunity to match anonymous donors two hundred thousand dollars. So fired in clone fans. Got a couple baseball things for you. All right. Who do you believe if you bet every game this season on each particular team? At the top on the money line. line. On the money line. Who are the most profitable teams? Top three. So there are there are how many teams that are profitable if you bet every game at this point? Any idea? Right. A handful? About half. Is there that many? Yeah. Okay. These teams are all, you would be up double digits with these three teams. So if you're betting on the money line, mm-hmm. so they have to have a winning record, obviously. Um well the Orioles seem like an annuity. They're number one. Yeah, that that seems like uh Tampa got off to that great start. They've fallen on hard times. Big prices, though, too, remembered also. 
You're laying a lot of minus mm-hmm. 180s and 200s. Mm-hmm. Giants? Not the Giants. Really? Huh. Are they are they in different leagues the last two? The last two are in the NL. Last two are Fish? Nope, not the Marlins. Wow. Uh Snakes? Not the Diamondbacks. All right, I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> Number 2 on the list. The Cubs? No. Has a losing record. Really? They're currently in last place in their division. The Washington Nationals. Really? The second most profitable team because... They're big prices. You get a lot of plus yes. 180s and plus 170s in there, and you add mm-hmm. those up with their 55 wins. Mm-hmm. You're in really good shape. Number three on the list is the Cincinnati Reds. Because you're probably early in June, you're getting yeah, a lot of good prices. Right, because they were awful. Yeah, they were. They got off to a terrible start, and then they got hot. So that's your top three. Is that right? Yeah. Now, nobody's going to do something that ridiculous, right? Where you no. bet the same team every day for a unit. You're not going to do that. Well, I mean, in some sports they would, but not over a 162-game <laughs> right, season. Right. And if you did that, you'd be up like 10 units on the year with these teams. I think Baltimore's like up 15, something like that, 12 for mm. the Nationals, and the Reds are double digits. So that is your top three most profitable teams in Major League Baseball this year. I saw on uh, that pro ticket swap, somebody bet $2,000 on Baltimore to win it all, his I think his ticket's worth over $200,000. What do you think he's trying to sell it for right now? Okay, so he's got... He's got two, He's got a $2,000 ticket that returns over two hundred grand. Over two hundred grand, And he's selling it right now for... He spent two. What does he want? $50,000. 17. 17. 17 grand he would take for it right now. What does ProSwap get? Do they get 10%? 20? Do you have ProSwap? Prop swap. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the percentage is. I've never dabbled. Yeah, nor have I. 5%? I don't know. 2%? Yeah, I'm not... Um, I, I don't know what it would probably... I'd bump it up a little bit. Well, hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say. Anyways. You got 17 grand standing in the face. It's pretty good. Baltimore win it all? Can. Will they? No. Not with that rotation. Flaherty. That's just He it. turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, again. he's had one good start against yeah. the Blue Jays, and his next two have not been good. Um, Wheels fell off. They did. This week. Did you see any Wainwright at all last night? No. You couldn't talk me into that. I didn't watch a ton of it. I tried to get into the NFL preseason game, but it was, although a, a, a DTR yeah. is pretty good. Yes. I think they've got something there. The Brownies doing I'm a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can uh, make some throws, run around a little bit. All right. And you don't have to change the system either. Oh, Fair with, point. With what you have with Fair Watson, point. and yeah. if an injury would Excellent happen, point. you just mm-hmm. roll with the system. He's That's got a plug and play. Yeah. It is. Uh, we will uh, head to Las Vegas with our buddy Mike Palm, catch up with Mike uh, Mitch Holt is still to come this hour. Chris Williams and Tom Cakert in the second hour of the program. Clones, Hawks, and Claxons. Before we get out of here at 1. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Visit 1-800-BETS-OFF. Welcome back. Just past 11.30 on a Friday. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, coming up. He'll join us about 10 minutes before noon. Hour number two, Clones and Hawks in that order. Chris Williams on the Cyclones. Tom Cakert on the Hawkeyes. And then four of you will get a chance to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Claxons 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Uh, 3131 
Southwest 8th Street, Altoona, serving BBQ in the Altoona area for over 25 years. Uh, Andy and his team over there do a terrific job. All right, Mike Palm coming up, uh, VP of Operations at Circus Sports. Uh, Circa downtown Las Vegas. Let's get to him. Of course, the app is available. Circa is available here in the state of Iowa. Go to the App Store, download it, uh, and Mike joins us. Mike, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, Thank you again for the hospitality last week. Had a blast, as we we expected we would. It was good to see you, Mike. How are you? It was an incredibly busy week between our uh, NFL Draft Blackjack Tournament and Bet Bash and the Hall of Fame and you guys being out there, but uh, we had a hell of a good time. Yeah, it really did. A lot of a uh, lot of uh, uh, people, uh, obviously, at Bet Bash, which uh, continues to grow. Well, you guys, are you now the permanent host of that event, Mike? Has that been settled? It seems like a perfect spot for it. Yeah, we're we're working on the date for next year with Spanky. He he might want to move it back one week in August uh, to the third week. So we're working through looking at the citywide calendar what what our sales team has booked, but it's probably. Probably, probably found a permanent home at Circa that second or third week of August every year. The Hall of Fame induction was incredibly cool, what you guys were able to do there, uh, making that something that was uh, something necessary. I, I thought in the sports gambling wing, my buddy Chris Andrews was there inducting uh, his uncle as he was up there for him. Just so many great names, and it was just cool. And that little little cutout that you guys have now at the sports book, walking in there and just feeling like a part of history of sports, sports gambling. Yeah, the, the event was great. Spanky and, you know, Matt Metcalf helped out a lot, pitching that idea to Derek uh, to have the Hall of Fame there. And then they did a great job putting together a nominating committee of 16 people. The living folks that get inducted each year then join the committee. So there were uh-huh. three that, that weren't on the committee. So the committee grew to 19. It takes 75% of the vote. Um, I think they're going to try to stick with the formula, not more than 10, and have a mix of, of posthumous and, and living inductees. The ceremony itself was great. I mean, Jack Binion uh, presented Billy Walters. Um, Bob Martin's granddaughter, um, who is a public defender, a lawyer here in Las Vegas, uh, spoke and accepted for her grandfather. Nick Bogdanovich from Circus Sports presented him. You, you mentioned Chris Andrews presenting Jack Francie, uh, Jimmy Vaccaro went in, his nephew and his son both uh, spoke for him. Uh, it, it was a tremendous night. Um, Vic Salerno presented Roxy Roxborough, and Vic, Vic Salerno opened his uh, presentation speech saying, you know, I, I very much wanted to be in the hall and be in, in the inaugural class, but then it dawned on me I'd never been arrested, so I understand. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, he's got another year to, to, to check that box. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Well, Mike, let's get to where preseason is now underway. Who's the uh, uh, who's the team that uh, maybe the pros or the public starting to gravitate from what they've seen? Has there been an uptick as far as futures? Uh, we'll start with the NFL. Uh, has there been a a, a team that's um, you know getting more Super Bowl bets uh, in in this past week than any other? Not necessarily Super Bowl. We saw a little action on the Browns over the win total, and Browns to win the uh, AFC North was probably the most significant action this week. Brownies, people jumping aboard, Deshaun Watson coming back, and hopefully four of them obviously playing a whole lot better. You know, that whole division is incredible. 
the narrative about the Steelers and, of course, what we've seen with Tomlin year after year, getting that winning record, at least a 500 record, before we move to 17 games. What about the Ravens? It seemed like I got a ticket on them every single year, and this year will be no different. What are you seeing on Baltimore? Clowney just signed, by yeah. the way. They were the, uh, they were the pick from the beginning when we opened the market. Still, maybe, if you look at it, the most sharp action on the Ravens. That division's really interesting. You know, I was looking for different ways to bet, right? Ken's exact is team that is the last team to win a game, the last team to lose the game. Which division does the Super Bowl champ come from? I was looking at that yesterday here at Circa. In terms of favorites, AFC West is in terms of favoritism as, a, as the, the, the Super Bowl winner comes out of the AFC West. Where do you think it ranks out of the 12 conferences in terms of shortest odds? AFC West is going to be fourth. You're right. That really? surprises me. Well, that surprises me because I would put it ahead of the AFC East, uh-huh. which is actually second to the NFC East, which is a significant favorite, actually. I guess people think Philly. You know, they have yeah. three, three playoff teams, but who cares about the Giants? So Is there that much value in Dallas? I get an AFC North because I think, you legitimately could have four playoff teams there. Not all of them are going to make it. I think Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Cleveland are all Super Bowl contenders. So it goes NFC East, AFC East, AFC North, and then AFC West with Kansas City as the fourth choice. I mean, plus 455 on the West, Kansas City's plus 670. I mean, <laughs> uh, virtually uh, virtually no credit given to the Chargers, Broncos, or Raiders at all. Well, I can understand on the uh, Broncos and the Raiders, but I think people are sleeping on the Chargers every year. Well, every year, Paul. I, I know, you're I know, not. you haven't known Ken as long as I am, but every single year, <laughs> uh, this is going to be it, Mike Palm. That this is this is finally going to be their year. Uh, yeah. Who's the um, Who's the worst team in football? Is it the Is it Arizona? And if not, who would it be? I, I, I have to think Raiders. Arizona, but we, I don't know if we've taken an overbet on the Raiders yet, and they're a hometown team. I mean, it's it's all doom and gloom with the Raiders. They might be a decent preseason bet only because, like every position, being competed for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's very few incumbent yeah, players. Yeah. So I mean, from from a preseason perspective, they might be a decent preseason team. Uh, you got to throw the Raiders uh, hat in the ring there with the Raiders. I don't I don't know has the Texans. Improved much? Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I mean, and, and our draft. I think the Texans got picked like fourth from the bottom. I, I didn't get that. I would have had them near the, the bottom two or three. Uh, I think they they went ahead of Carolina, which I I couldn't really fathom. So uh, because just because I think Carolina, depending on how how young plays, I mean, did they throw their hat in the ring for that division? New Orleans is the favorite. If Atlanta would have got a quarterback, they probably would have been the favorite. They did. They stood pat with, with Ritter, which I think was a mistake. But I, in the market uh, for worst record, most losses, however you want to put it, last, last team to win a game, the Cardinals are the favorites in all of those. Mike, uh, last night we had a standalone NFL preseason game with obviously a big brain in Philadelphia. Yeah. What kind of handle does that do? I mean, maybe in comparison to, say, yeah. A big college yeah. football game, or in comparison to Sunday night baseball. Yeah, a great example. What does something like that do last night in comparison? Uh, it depends on the Sunday night baseball game. It does more than that normally. I would say it's about a fifth of an NFL game, even though okay. it was a standalone. It did get steamed up the total, 
So that's where most of the action was. About 70% of the uh, action was on the total in that game, which uh, I believe we either opened 34 and a half or 35 and closed 37 or 37 Jeez. and a half. Mm-hmm. Lands in the middle, right? At yeah. 30. Lands in the middle at, uh, at 36. So it really depends on when you got it, um, whether you won your total bet uh, on that game. And it was it's kind of a sexy matchup, right? To to uh, you know a defending NFC champ and a team that thought of highly uh, in the Browns. But uh, there was actually I was in the book before we went to Slam Ball last night for a couple hours, and the people that were in the book actually more people were following the Met Cardinals game than were actually <laughs> to me seemed to be following the preseason football game. Hmm. Last well, but one more NFL team. Um, what, what's the uh, what's the feeling in Vegas on the Niners? Purdy's injury is going to be the starter. Uh, it seems like Trey Lance has lost his place uh, and maybe losing his job on cut-down day. Um, where, where's, where's, where's Vegas on the Niners? They're high on the Niners because, you know, they depending on the book, some books, the Niners are the favorites to come out of the NFC. Some books, it's the Eagles. Some books, it's a pick. I'm not a big difference, in, really. You know, uh, you know, it's a difference of 20 to 30 cents, but... To me, I would think the Eagles would still be the incumbent team. So I think pretty bullish on the Niners to make them favorites in the NFC. To college football. And I saw earlier this week uh, one of the big books, they took Iowa off the board for their win total for the season. I haven't seen if it's been rehung by them. What purpose was that? I wonder if it was the Cade McNamara injury, if that Mm. had something to do with it. Still waiting for the gambling investigation, if maybe they got some information, something like that. Have you heard any rumblings, uh, obviously what we've dealt with with Iowa and Iowa State, about a potential and with the McNamara injury saying, hey, maybe we need to pull this one down for a while? No, we haven't discussed it. Uh, It's a little surprising to me. Um, The Iowa State one has been the one that was more in flux, obviously, Mm -hmm. with the quarterback uh, and and the gambling related. But, no, I I don't think we're going to take Iowa down. And, uh, you know, I I don't know what your guys' feeling is, but I I think they'll compete for the Big Ten West. I think, you know, they're they're an 8, 9, 10 win team, Mm -hmm. depending on how the the breaks fall. Um, Look, they haven't had a quarterback in a long time. I mean, it's uh, it's – they, they haven't had much to do with anything, and I don't know if you blame that uh, on the offensive coordinator or you just blame that on the lack of arm talent, lack of mobility. But uh, they, they had on the Big Ten Network early this morning the replay of Iowa's 9-6 loss in Champaign. I mean, it's just really painful to watch these games and, and you know, not be able to not, – not that you can't hit guys on 30-yard out routes, but guys on, you know, button hooks 12 yards down the field. So – Somebody that gives them some sort of explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball certainly is a difference maker because you know they'll be all buttoned up on special teams and and the defense will make you know they'll make you earn it uh, earn it and go down the field and then and then earn it in the red zone every year. You know I don't know if you were being facetious and this goes back to our trip uh, when we were out there uh, May maybe when you were talking about hanging a total points for the Hawkeyes with the with the ultimatum that t- hangs over Brian Ferentz the 25 points a game you're going to hang up you know 300 over under for the entire season make it available in the state of Iowa are you still considering doing that Mike Yeah I got to get Jeff Benson's I think he's in Ohio on a golf trip when he gets back next Thursday, I think we want to put that up at least in Iowa, uh, because that's his his bonus structure, right, or whatever that they got to average uh-huh. twenty five. So it's it's very easy over under uh, three twenty five. 
Yeah, well, you could put average twenty five points in round because do you count a bowl game? You no, know, you whatever, don't. You know. Yeah, a big right. So you kind of it's hard to put that number up and not say as an average. Right, because um, they could play for the Big Ten championship. They then they're going bowling. The yeah, they've been bowled. So you really got to do it by average. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll have him when he gets back next week and look at hanging that number in Iowa. I love it. We will <laughs> talk it. about that a lot on these airways and on the TV show. You know that, Mike. Indeed, we will. <laughs> Just like we talk about Survivor and Millions, and uh, I've got, I'm have i in both. Looking forward to it. How uh, been sign-ups have been? I tried to text my son last night. He didn't text the old man back. That tells me he was busy. Uh, has, it, has there been a significant uptick this last week? Uh, every day seems like we're doing weekdays between 150 and 170, which, you know, last year we were like between 80 and 100. So this it'll be interesting this weekend and then next weekend. I think between Thursday through Sunday next weekend with the Bean Contest sign-up weekend and, the, you know, we're doing a winner's dinner and the Bar Canada, the pool day, and then my panel next next Saturday. I would think that we'd have a shot at 2,500 entries over those over those four days uh we're at just short of 5300 overall 1928 in the million and 3364 in survivor going up going up mike we will talk to you tonight on our iowa everywhere podcast the hook that we uh record uh otherwise you have a great weekend have i'm sure you'll have a busy day and we'll talk to later on thank you mike palm vp of operations circus sports thanks mike Thank you. Good to talk to you, Mike Baum. So we check in with our buddy from Las Vegas, Circa Sports Course here, available in the state of Iowa and coming in September for those who may be listening via podcast or maybe headed over to the east into the state of Illinois. Take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, we'll be joined by Mitch Holtz, the voice of the Chiefs. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, working on Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Finally got to spend a night in his own bed last night. I wonder if he slept in. I would hope so. It's got to feel good, doesn't it? <laughs> Been away a long time. Getting back to your own bed. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so hopefully we'll get him. If not, we'll get him next week. We've had him every day. Papa John Central Iowa sponsor uh, those segments as they have uh, over the last few years. So where are you on this Chiefs team? It's awful difficult to repeat. It is. Uh, they've got the best quarterback in the game, um, which certainly doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Kelsey is a Hall of Famer. Yep. Um Chris Jones is a holdout, which doesn't help. Where are you on the Chiefs? I took a stand against them. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, why? It's because I I can't bet favorites, and for me to catch, and I got a couple of small tickets with them, mm-hmm. so I won't lose all of my money. Like I, you know, same last year, I had right. a couple of small tickets on them, but um, my, my 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 crush is the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, my my kill, you know, make make stacks. Uh, like in baseball, was the Padres and the Mets. It's going now, well. now I'm treading water, trying to. Um, but I just here's their schedule for the first nine games, Trent. All right, you you, you find me the you find me the first loss. The first the, loss. First, first loss. You think it, oh, there's they can't win this game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, Detroit at home. Mm-hmm. Win. Win at Jacksonville. Tough. Tough, but should win, right? Yeah. Now week two they lost at Colts last year. They did. Uh, then they they go to, they host the Bears win 
At the Jets. Tough. Tough. At the Vikings. Relatively tough. Should win. Home to Bronco. Win. At uh, home to Chargers, win in a great game that'll come down to the wire. And the, probably will the Chargers will do something stupid because yeah, there's the Chargers. They usually do. Yes. Uh, at Broncoville, tough. And then uh, home to uh, Miami. It's on the easy schedule. No, but you could you could make a case that they're seven and two at worst. Oh, not at worst. Six and three at worst. They've had some slow starts too. They have. I don't think this with, is one of them. With that slate, and then after the bye week. Philly, Philly, yeah, on a Monday night. Could they be six and four? I don't think that's a stretch. Well, I hope you're right. Wide receivers? Question mark. Question mark. Yeah, you got Mahomes, but question question marks. marks yes. Defensively, I totally agree. if this Jones thing drags out, and they've lost Frank Clark. I mean, he's mm-hmm. gone. He's a Bronco. Doesn't play, but he's a Bronco. A defense that has been leaky at times. Mm-hmm. Really good offensive line. Yes, I was. You know. The one hole, I was like, well, do they have any depth to tackle? I mean, they still have Lucas Niang as a backup tackle, mm-hmm. too. I just, mm-hmm. they're fine. Who's apparently, according to Mitch, in a fight to keep his job, so right. there must be some depth there. But I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the receivers. Tony Valdez-Scanling, who I thought was washed when he got there, mm-hmm. uh, had a really good, uh, I think it was AFC Championship game. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looks as though he's, I don't want to say a bust, but uh, certainly I don't think. He's a third uh, running back. He's their third running back. It's Pacheco and McKinnon. McKinnon. Pacheco. And I like Pacheco a lot. All right, go to the defense. Karloftis ascending. Do you think so? What kind of player is he going to be? He will be two or three times a fringe pro bowler. Okay. A couple of guys drop out. He might even be Mm -hmm. there. He'll have a couple of seasons, eight and a half, nine and a half sacks, something like that. He's going to be good. Good on the edge. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Won't be be known as a great, but will he play 10 years? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Derek Naughty, who we talked about yesterday. He's thick. He's got a couple of Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they're counting on the uh, the rookie F- uh, Felix from K-State because they get ahead of him on a Moahu, or however you say his name. Mm-hmm. He's suspended. Linebackers are solid. Really good linebackers. I love Nick Bolton's game. Yep, Willie Gay. Uh, Willie Gay, Chanel from Wisconsin. They bring in Twank- Tranquil. We talked about him a couple of days ago from the Chargers. And the secondary is what? Justin Reed, what's left? Mm-hmm. When he's not kicking off, yep. which is still one of my favorite things, when he had to kick a couple of times. Yep. Remember that? He, uh, he's a good player. Is it on the downhill now? Happens fast in the NFL. Yeah. Is Trent McDuffie not a lockdown? I mean, No, he's not. Every, everybody wants to say sauce. There's one sauce gardener right now. Mm-hmm. Those are such a rarity to have a guy like that. But can he be really good? Perhaps. No, I think Denver's got a really good one. They do, yeah. And Sertan. Yes. Um, but Sauce Gardner is phenomenal. Um, Harrison Butker kind of had the yips when it mm-hmm. came to extra points a little bit last year. He's still solid. He makes big kicks and big games. Yep. I don't know, Trent. I will you, will you be shocked if they don't win the West? Yes. Shocked? Shocked. I don't know if I'd be shocked. <laughs> it's your Chargers love. You can't get it's past It's part it. of it, but this is a really good roster. The, the Chargers? Char- yes. All right. I make fun of you all the time. I'm going to look at this with open eyes. Right. All right. I love their receivers. Williams, never healthy. Never. But when he is, 
Quinnen William or Quinnen Johnson, rather, kid from TCU. Keenan Allen's getting a little bit long in the tooth, but a hell of a player. Austin Eckler, I'm glad they brought them back. He's a terrific running back. Justin Herbert's in every conversation amongst the best young quarterbacks in the league. They get their left tackle back. Rashawn Slater missed the entire year last year for the most part. What about the rest of that offensive line? Lindsay uh, in the middle. He's been around a long time. Yes. Uh, don't know much about the right side of the uh-huh. line. I don't that, know much about the right side. Of that the looks line. scary to me just on the surface. Okay. Go to the other side of the football. Joey Bosa. He's good. He's really good. <laughs> Khalil Mack. Kenneth Murray Jr. from Oklahoma. Really good. Derwin James amongst the best safeties in the league. Asante Samuel's got something left. Jackson, the other, the other cornerbacks, really good. I think this team is loaded. Mm. They're good. They're talented. But they're believe, the Chargers. Do you believe in that coach? I don't. He, I want to like Brandon Staley. I want to have this studious guy I that... I think he goes for it too much. Now, that was two years ago. That was. I think he he kind of tapped the brakes on that a little bit. Does he have the respect of the locker room? When they hit well, a three-game we'll slide, can he pull it out of it? I don't think so. What? Do you believe in Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator? Yes. An, up, uh, an upgrade from what they had. An upgrade from what they had. A I do. significant one? I think it's an upgrade. I do. I'm not as enamored with Kellen Moore, I guess, than a lot of other people. I think, um, now Justin Herbert has to stay healthy, but you can mm-hmm. say that about that's, most teams starting right, quarterback. Right. And if he does, this is a team that's a big price. What are they to win the Super Bowl? Well, they were 25. Okay. I don't know what they are now. They're probably in the teens. Yeah. If they're, if they're 15, 16 to 1, why wouldn't you? Because they're, they're the, the Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> because they're the Chargers. Now, their final three games, the Chargers, home to Buffalo, at Denver, home to KC. That's, That's not, not easy. easy. No. I'm looking right now at Circa. And what are they? Uh, scrolling through, let's get to the Chargers, 25 to 1. So. It's still 25 to 1. I just can't do it. That's a big it. price, man. I can't do it. I can't see Brandon Staley lifting the Lombardi Trophy. Could you see Justin Herbert? Well, yeah, not if Staley's not. <laughs> In a different uniform, yeah, absolutely. But twenty-five to one, they're talented. They are talented. That's a good. That's a good starting both sides of the football. Do you like the defensive line? I love Bosa. But he's an outside linebacker in the 3-4. Uh, Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph okay. Day. I don't love it. And Austin Johnson. Love the linebackers. I love their back seven. Yes. all Yeah, all mm-hmm. four of the linebackers and the defensive well, back. Well, whatever, yeah. they're 3-4. I love their back eight. Mm-hmm. But the front leaves me concerned. The right side of their offensive line. And if Herbert goes down, it's not just... They don't have a veteran backup. They have Easton Stick. Kid from North, Omaha that played at North Dakota North State. North Dakota State? And Max Duggan. Eesh. That's the roster right now. The, I mean, this is... You you even lose Herbert for a couple of games. You're not winning those games. No. I don't care who's on the schedule. With those as your backups? Yeah. And you want me to put money down? My hard-earned money at 25-1? to 1? I did, but I do every year. Miller and Condon will uh, switch gears. We're going to talk about, well, those Iowa State Cyclones tick off the hour. Then to the Hawks with Tom Cakert. Claxon's barbecue giveaway still to come. 25-1, to 1, folks. Think about it. Juicy price. Juicy price. You have to cash the ticket, though, for it to be a good price. There's no value if it doesn't win. There is that aspect of it, isn't there? Hour two next. Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.